Hello and welcome to the very first podcast for The Lancet Haematology. And in this inaugural podcast, I'm going to be talking to Professor Gregory Carto about a phase one study of which he is an author. And this is looking at the treatment of leg ulcers for people with sickle cell disease. But just before that, I'm delighted to be joined on this one occasion by the editor of The Lancet Haematology, and that is Lan Lan Smith. Lan Lan, welcome and just... Briefly, tell us what what has the ride been like so far and what are the aspirations of the Lancet Haematology? Yes, it's been an exciting time launching a brand new journal in the Lancet Group and I'm hoping that the Lancet Haematology will end up becoming the go-to place for clinical haematology research and will strive to reach the same high standards as all the Lancet sister journals. Like some of our other journals, this is an online-only journal, isn't it? So tell us the type of content we're publishing. Yes, it's online-only, so we will be considering only original research, looking at a whole range of topics from hematological malignancies, transfusion, pluripotent stem cells, thalassemias, anemias, haemophilias, definitely check out our website if you would like to have more details. In addition to research articles, what else are you publishing? What type of content in the journal? We'll also have editorials every month and also be publishing correspondence based on articles that we have published and occasionally unlinked comments as well on topics which we feel are of interest to haematologists. Fantastic. Now let's listen to our author interview and we're discussing leg ulcers, treatment of leg ulcers, a phase one trial for people with sickle cell disease. My name is Gregory J. Cato, MD, from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. Professor Cato, many thanks indeed for talking to the Lancet Haematology. Give us a little bit of background to the study. Presumably leg ulcers uh, are difficult to treat. Leg ulcers are an occasional complication of uh, patients with sickle cell disease, perhaps afflicting uh, 15 to 25 percent of them sometime in their lifetime, usually in adulthood. These ulcers can be extremely painful, and they're frequently very slow to heal, taking uh, usually many weeks, sometimes months or years before they heal. And what about the aims of your study? Give us the outline to this research. The principal aim of our study was to test different dose levels of a new potential treatment for leg ulcers in patients with sickle cell disease. This treatment is a cream that contains a common chemical, sodium nitrite, uh, which uh, some of my research partners in the past have demonstrated can produce nitric oxide under the appropriate biological conditions. Uh, Nitric oxide is a vasodilator and uh, increases blood flow, uh, and the hope was that we would increase blood flow to the region of these ulcers and thereby contribute to their healing. In terms of pathology, can you explain how the leg ulcers uh, come about? There's a lot of conjecture about how leg ulcers develop in patients with sickle cell disease. Since the principal defect in sickle cell disease is that sickle hemoglobin polymerizes inside red blood cells and makes them rather stiff, they have trouble passing through capillaries And it's been felt for a long time that the sludging of these red blood cells in the capillaries of the skin can give rise to poor skin perfusion and damage, even infarction to the skin. There's never really been proof that this is the mechanism by which the the skin necrosis happens. Recent biopsies from our group suggest that there's actually a vasculopathy that develops in the blood vessels of the 
the skin, especially around the ankle area, really quite akin to what happens in ulcers that develop in people with diabetes. And Professor Carto, tell us about the main findings from your study. And we should emphasize this is a phase one study, so the patient numbers are relatively small. That's correct, Richard. The uh, primary goal of a phase one study is to determine what concentrations of our study drug are well tolerated and suitable for testing in more advanced phase two and phase three studies. We found in our trial that all five concentrations of topical sodium nitrite cream that we tested were well tolerated. There were initially some concerns that in the highest dose, 2% sodium nitrite, that there were some transient episodes of mildly lower blood pressure. And so we studied more extensively a concentration of 1.8%. However, retrospectively, we found that the incidence of slightly low blood pressures occur much more frequently than we expected in patients with sickle cell disease. And so actually this occurrence in the highest dose level was not out of the ordinary. And it was entirely free of symptoms. But the main finding is that you found safety and tolerability, but you also saw some early signs of efficacy. That's right. I'll mention two other categories of analysis that we perform besides the dose tolerability. The second form of analysis we performed was pharmacokinetic analysis. This means measuring the blood levels of sodium nitrite to see if there's any signs of toxicity, and there was none. We found that the levels of methemoglobin, which is the primary consequence of nitric oxide toxicity, this was low and uh, well within normal ranges. We also found that the systemic absorption overall was quite low for this, so it allowed us to see that the effects of topical sodium nitrite were really primarily localized to the, the region of application and not systemically elsewhere in the body. The other category of analysis that we performed was on preliminary signs of efficacy. It's very hard to determine efficacy in the limited study size that's used for a phase one trial. So our initial effort was actually to measure blood flow physiology of the skin using two novel imaging modalities. One of these was using uh, laser speckle contrast imaging, something that shows us how quickly red blood cells move through the region of interest on the skin. We found that the uh, velocity of blood flow through the skin increased from before application of the sodium nitrite to the minutes immediately afterward. This confirmed to us that regional blood flow was increasing uh, as we hypothesized would happen uh, when sodium nitrite would be converted in the tissue to nitric oxide, the vasodilator. Uh, we were able to confirm these findings with an additional skin blood flow imaging approach uh, using infrared thermography, which gave us really parallel results that backed up the laser speckle contrast imaging results. We also looked at true efficacy, which would be healing of the wound, because our patients don't really care if their infrared thermography score or their laser speckle contrast uh, velocity is enhanced. They really want to know if uh, their wound heals. Uh, and we observed uh, that there was a dose-dependent decrease in leg ulcer size. This is really important that there was a dose dependency uh, related because uh, this was a study that didn't include placebo controls. 
but in this study, in effect, the low doses had less effect and served as a control for the higher doses, which were associated with a bigger effect. And it helps us helps us to feel more comfortable that the study drug is really having an action. Now, the other thing that patients care about besides whether the wound heals quickly is whether it hurts less. And uh, leg ulcers in sickle cell patients often are extremely painful uh, and very debilitating. And we found a very statistically significant decrease in pain over the course of treatment for each patient. This was also dose-dependent, again, pointing to the, the interpretation that the study drug was leading to the decrease in pain. Clearly some very encouraging findings, as it is phase one. Um, I guess can't draw too many conclusions on efficacy, but presumably you're optimistic about finding efficacy in, in larger phase two and phase three studies. Yeah, that's exactly right, Richard. We were very impressed because this study, like any other phase one study, was really designed to determine the safety and tolerability of our study drug and find out what dose might be more suitable for moving ahead with other studies. We like to look for any hint of preliminary signs of efficacy just as a little sidebar in a study like this, even though we don't normally expect to be able to see it just because the number of patients is normally too small to see such a, um, a sign of improvement. But we were really struck that even in this very small study, there were signs of improvement that by some of the variables were statistically significant despite such a low number of patients. Next steps are? The next steps will be to design studies for phase two analysis. One of the issues that we have is this uh, drug currently is only permitted by the FDA to be used for uh, a four-week period like we used in this analysis. And uh, if we want to try longer durations, which we would like to do, additional long-term animal safety studies are going to be required first. Good luck with your research. I'm hopeful we're going to hear more about this in due course. But in the meantime, Professor Greg Carto, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet Hematology. Thank you very much, Richard. And again, I'm very honored to be interviewed. Thanks again to Greg Carto and Lan Lan Smith, editor of The Lancet Hematology, is still with me. Sounds like a very encouraging trial, albeit phase one. Yes, it's very encouraging because there certainly haven't been that many successful treatments for chronic leg ulcers for sickle cell patients before. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing this topical treatment used in future trials. Fantastic. Many thanks indeed, Lan Lan, and earlier to Greg Carto. And to you all for listening to this first podcast from the Lancet Hematology. See you next time.